Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here! Hello and welcome to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, two men who are probably better at football than Kai Havertz. It's Ben Woolley and Harry Martinez. Oh, mate. <laughs> I honestly think I've ruined less attacking opportunities than Kai Havertz has in his career. He did well to get an assist for Man United's goal, to be fair. He nearly had a second as well. <laughs> I think the only time he's assisted Arsenal is when he played for Chelsea. He can go back if he wants. Have you oh, seen mate. that thing about how apparently Arteta's trying to get him on side by talking to him about how he, and this is a direct quote and does not reflect my views, conquered his wife? Conquered yes, his I wife, saw yeah. This. I saw this. I'd definitely be calling HR. 100%. <laughs> what is he thinking? On the topic of Havertz's stinker, let's get on to the weekend roundup. Oh, I really thought you were going to start talking about on the on the topic of conquering your wife, I thought, where are we going to this this week? <laughs> no, no, we'll very much stick to the football. I think. Welcome back to the wives won't forget podcast. <laughs> well, in the big clash of the weekend, as we mentioned, Arsenal beat Manchester United three one in a back and forth affair. Uh, goals from Marcus Rashford and Martin Odegaard had the score one one, and Alejandro Garnacho thought he'd won the game for United late on, only to see his goal ruled out for offside. And then, in ninety six minutes on the clock, Declan Rice scored his first goal for Arsenal followed by a first goal of the season for Gabriel Jesus to secure a vital win for the Gunners. And me and Ben were delighted, weren't we? I proceeded to lose my mind. <laughs> uh, it was a weekend filled with goals, in fact, as uh, Manchester, Manchester City beat Fulham 5-1, including a hat-trick from Erling Haaland. That's his seventh for the club. He's been there a year. That is it's mental. Has he got five in the Prem? Yeah, it's, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Uh, they, they go top of the Premier League after that win. While Tottenham continued their fine start to the campaign with a 5-2 win over Burnley. Uh, another hat-trick, this time for Evan Ferguson, saw Brighton beat Newcastle 3-1. While Liverpool secured a 3-0 victory over Aston Villa at Anfield. And Luton's first Premier League game at Kenilworth Road ended in a 2-1 defeat to West Ham. Uh, Chelsea continued their rotter of a start to the season with a 1-0 home defeat to Nottingham Forest. It was a better weekend for London rivals Crystal Palace, who beat Wolves 3-2, while Brentford and Bournemouth drew 2 all. And in the crucial clash at the bottom already, after four games, I can't believe I'm calling it that, but Everton and Sheffield United shared the points after a 2-2 draw, which included an incredible double save and an unfortunate own goal from Jordan Pickford. Uh, in Europe, he's done it again. Jude Bellingham scored yet another goal for Real Madrid, this time a 95th-minute winner in a 2-1 victory over Hatafe, which sees them top of La Liga after four games. Uh, Harry Kane's Bayern Munich won again, but it's actually Bayer Leverkusen, Granit Xhaka's Bayer Leverkusen, who topped the Bundesliga, while the Milan clubs are setting the early pace in Serie A. And finally, League Gun, I know Ben's just probably sighed, uh, there was switched <laughs> off. <laughs> there were some incredible scenes as uh, the Leon players were lambasted by the club's ultras over a megaphone after their 4-1 defeat that was to PSG. So good. Incredible scenes. Could you imagine that in the Premier League? Do you hear what they were saying to them as well? No, what were they saying? They were literally saying, like, all of your mothers are whores. How come we're paying tickets to watch you play football when we can do better than that? And <laughs> just to reiterate, your mother's a whore. Love it. That, it, was inc- it was incredible. 
the United fans should try something like that, but they wouldn't be able to stay out of the game. They've all got to get a train back to London. So <laughs> they'd also just say about the Glazers as well. That's true. Get the Norwich scarves true. out. A <laughs> uh, goal of the weekend goes to Liverpool's Dominic Sabozlai for his thunderous half volley against Aston Villa in their win on Sunday. Now there's the early corner, which is going to come all the way through where it's hit. Oh, what a strike! Dominic Sabozlai with a stunning goal. Unsavable, unstoppable. Sabozlai has arrived in Anfield. Woolly, can we have your winner of the weekend, please? Uh, you can indeed. My winner of the weekend is, well, are the Premier League refereeing staff oh, for yet again stealing a living <laughs> at the top tier of English football. Yeah, because done. I think this weekend we saw, oh God, I don't even know, a dozen, half a dozen obvious errors that people have been pointing out. And my favourite moment was uh, Mike Dean going on a one-man mission to destroy any credibility they had left by not only doing an interview where he claimed he didn't correct errors because he didn't want to put his mate under pressure. That is shocking. But then joining Sky Sports' commentary team, saying something was a stonewall penalty, and when it was then overturned, saying there's not a chance it should be given. Which, if that doesn't sum up the state of our refereeing, I don't know what I that's. heard that one. That was crazy. Oh, the only redeeming factor for them was the fact that... I don't know if either of you watched the uh, the Celtic Rangers game, but uh, the the penalty... There was a goal that Rangers scored that was disallowed that I've never... I, I honestly could not believe my eyes. And someone said there's obviously a lot of you know shit going on where the refs hate Rangers. I was like, okay, we all hear this. Turns out Rangers haven't been given a penalty since February 2022. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> so th- there is definitely something fishy going on there, I reckon. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, all for it. An actual winner of the weekend, I controversially would probably say Spurs. I think yeah, again, yeah. As you'd call it Costa Poglu. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think he's doing some good work with them. I think they look very good. That being said, if they uh, try and pay, play a lone pivot at the Emirates in a couple of weeks, they're going to get absolutely bodied. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's something that might come back to bite you, I think. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> getting run ragged. Fair enough. Uh, Harry, can we have your loser of the weekend, please? Yes. Uh, my loser of the week is uh, uh, the Man United fans. And I'll give you the reasons why. It's not because uh, the Gla- Man United. No, it's not because the Glazers pulled out. <laughs> it's not because the Glazers pulled out of selling the club. It's not because they're already six points behind Man City. It's not because you know they've had injuries to Varane and Mount, and then on top of that, Martinez and Lindelof at the weekend, which forced Maguire and Evans in. It's not because their poor away record against top six teams continues, and it's not because of all the drama that surrounds Anthony Sancho and obviously the outgoing Mason Greenwood at the moment. It's because they have to watch their team play in that away kit for the rest of the season, which is an absolute <laughs> shocker. Oh, an God absolute they shocker. They genuinely look like they work in Foot Locker. Mate, it looks like <laughs> they are part of some sort of circus that went out in the 60s. It is dreadful. They are, they are a circus of sorts, so it has to be said. I guess it's fitting. Yeah. But... I did enjoy that, um, was it, Garnacho was wearing those Ronaldo boots and thought he had his big Ronaldo moment, and they were all loving it, and that was snatched he away should, from them as well. He put a smaller pair on, he might have stayed onside. Yeah, <laughs> he even did a bit of a Ronaldo celebration. Did you see he did a jump and a turn? I was like, are you doing it, or are you just... Half doing it. You can't be giving it all that kissing the badge and then having the goal rolled out for offside. There's got to be some sort of fine that if comes. You're gonna celebrate, celebrate like Ronaldo. Don't half-ass it. Just do it. You look like an idiot otherwise. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. I mean, if he'd done it and then it was ruled out, I think it would have been even worse. Yeah, yeah. 
We got the uh, customary Onana calm down as well. Love that. That's happening every week now. We genuinely spent more time watching Onana celebrate yeah. than United did in My the league. My favourite moment 100%. was him celebrating, then it cuts to Arsenal on the attack and Odegaard scoring. That was so good. <laughs> so good. You see, he's now he's now got more bookings than he's kept clean sheets. Yeah, he's got... What, is it That's four... It. Three, four, four bookings, three two bookings, sheets. two clean sheets. I believe yeah, that's, that. that's a tremendous bit of business. Should have just kept that's the higher. Big words I never thought I'd say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. You keep Dean Henderson, mate. Decent keeper. That's right. That oh, well. that Bulgarian bloke will be in by. The However, end of the week. I did I did see that Onana had uh, is their most progressive player of the of the season so far with the most completed forward passes. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> that is awful. Um, well. This might be the last time for a while because the transfer window is now done. Let's have a bit of good, bad and ugly. Yes. Oh, yes. Top player. Different class. And we are going to look at some of the deadline day deals. It wasn't a classic deadline day, was it? Let's be honest. It's it kind of you were saying, it down. weren't we? It's kind of lost its magic because we have constant yeah. updates. There's nothing to look yeah. forward to. Yeah, like I know what's happening on deadline day because it's been reported five days prior. You know, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, yeah here we, we go. go. Um, well, we did see the end of a saga that had rumbled on all summer. Sophie and Amrabat from Fiorentina to Man United on loan. Good, bad, or ugly? Um, I think from what I've seen of him, which admittedly is not a lot, I'd say good. Um, put him alongside Casemiro and you actually might have a midfield. Yeah, I'd go with good as well. I think a loan deal, you, you know, you're know, not really committing to much, are you? We'll I was going to say, alone is there thing, an option but... to buy in that deal? I think so, yes. Okay, so I don't think there's an obligation though. Good. No, if it's if it's an option but not an obligation, I think good. Because yeah. the last thing you want is he comes in on loan, has a good season, and then Fiorentina put their price up by 20 million. I mean, if he's that good though, you pay it. Yeah, yeah the true. only thing I would say is I think it might be a classic case of Player shines at the World Cup, club by him, he turns out to be crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's the issue I've got. That's what I mean. From what I've seen of him, is admittedly only the World Cup and maybe a couple of games in Europe here and there. But yeah, I've, I've he can't be any worse World than what they've already got. It. No, well, this is true. This is true. But we'll see how it goes. But I'm, I think good is a. Is I think he's a fair. decent player. Yeah, yeah, I think he's good. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, he's not going to make them now. worse. No, no. no. Uh, another midfielder now, Ryan Gravenberch, Bayern Munich to Liverpool for £34 million. Good, bad or ugly? Are we talking on football manager? This is a banging deal. We're talking of real life? I don't know. I, I feel, if I'm honest with you, bang average. I, I think yeah, this is what I mean. Brian he was signing for very 90, big. Yeah, Brian signing for 19 and a half. He doesn't play a single game for him. They sell him for 40 mil. Like... There's a reason this, they're selling him without playing him. Yeah, this to me smacks of we've got to deadline and we're panicking. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's a bad one. I don't think it's a bad one. Mediocre. And average. in this in this market, thirty four million is not a lot. And he's what twenty three. If he turns around and yeah. discovers the form, everyone was saying he could have at Ajax. He'll be like thirty four million's a bargain. The only problem I've got is apart from two, I can think of the other. Ajax players that have gone on have not lived up to what they were in the Eredivisie for obvious reasons. But I mean, look at Donny van der Beek. Like, has he yeah, really? It helps if you ever actually play the guy. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like the lick never really reached the heights that he he was thought of. I, don't get me wrong; he's still a very good defender. I, I think... mean, that Juve team was also kind of dog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? Um, Since it's the deadline day, we're reflecting on. I think we should change it to good, bad, or panic. And I'm happy to go with panic on this. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I'm happy that's to go with shout. panic. Uh, well, I'm sure Harry's about to drop a stinky opinion with this next one. Brennan Johnson from Nottingham Forest to Tottenham for forty-seven and a half million pounds. Good, bad. Or you want my opinion first? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's good for Brennan Johnson, and I don't think it's much good for Tottenham either. Really, I don't think they'll ever play him. I don't think he'll get the game time he needs, and I think it's a shit signing all round. Fair enough. That's not what I, not what I saw you guys. That's not what I was expecting. No, nah, no, mate. I think he would have been better off staying at Forest. Yeah, I think it's kind of stinky. Forty-seven and a half million quid as well. Come on, really? Because he's British, isn't it? Oh, that's a joke yeah. of a fee. I, I know the fees have been getting inflated. Window. By I think window, he's twenty. But... He's twenty-five mil. I'd pay twenty-five mil thirty for him. Anything above forty is a big fee, but he's British, yeah, so close to fifty. Kind of they also, they also know Spurs have that money to spend now. Well, this is so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, don't, I wouldn't call it panic though, because it's no. not. They haven't got out and panic signed well, a striker. Feels targeted. Oh yeah. I just don't think it's very good. No. I think it's weird. I just find it a bit of a weird. I mean, Forest looked good without him, so all credit to them. They also now have nearly fifty million extra to spend exactly. if they need it. So. Yeah, very I'm sure. I'm sure they'll spunk that on about fifty players. knowing uh, no Forest. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I, th- I was thinking, God, Forest have been quiet this uh, this transfer window, and then deadline day they go and sign eight players. Oh, okay then. I guess Forest are back. <laughs> I see they're going for the uh, the quantity has a quality all of its own approach. But... Yes, mm. yes. Uh, and finally, the Brighton podcast continues, boys. Ansu Fati to Brighton on loan from Barcelona. Good, bad, or ugly? If, if he stays this... fit, unbelievable size. Yeah. This feels like it should be a mad deal. Yeah, but there's a reason they're letting him go. I well, they're letting him go because they can't afford his wages, mate. Well, there is also that. But I think if he was. If he could stay fit, he and he like was consistently playing, he'd still be a Barca. I, I think that's I the think... thing. They they don't want to pay, you know, whatever wages he's on for yeah, maybe 100%. him not playing for five months of the season. Yeah, I think I think you have to go good for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it's a straight loan. There's no option or obligation to buy. So if he stinks the gaff out, Brighton don't don't really get hit by. No, they don't lose anything. If he goes back to Barcelona and he stunk the gaff out, then they might have a bit of a problem. But if he goes to Brighton and he bangs it and he goes back to Barcelona, they they're going to be able to sell him for big money or put him back in the team. Like I think it's a win win for everybody, so it has to be good. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and it helps. It helps an environment that can very quickly turn toxic on you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it helps Brighton for squad depth in European competition. But it's not just squad depth where you've gone and got someone who's got experience in a competition. You've gone and got. What was touted as one of the world talents. Yeah. Matoma on one side and Ansu Fati on the other is going to be disgusting. Um, oh. The thing is, the thing is, you say that. I know I know this will sound stupid in the long run, but you're dropping Solly March, who at the moment is playing absolutely unbelievable. João Pedro on the weekend. Much. Exactly. João Pedro on the weekend looked incredible. Evan Ferguson's got to fit into that somehow. Like uh, the, don't, don't forget Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck when he comes back from fitness. <laughs> I think it's, it shows how much progress they're making where they're now shopping at Barcelona. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. be a permanent deal. Brighton and Hove Albert are shopping at Barcelona. That is when you're talking, when you're, <laughs> when you're talking about Solly March, who got promoted with them, being undroppable against Ansu Fati, you know they've got a good coach. Like the next guy, yeah. <laughs> literally, mate. Like ridiculous. 
Mate, it's a Solly masterclass every week, I'm telling every you. Every <laughs> week, mate. Every week. And now on a Thursday. We get a we get Thursday night Solly March under the lights. Let's go. That is the flu game, isn't it? Solly March's flu game. Under <laughs> the lights in Europe. <laughs> uh, well, that is the final good about Nugly for a while. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be back yeah. in January. Well, where we can probably stick with good, bad, or panic in January, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> we can. We can. Uh, anyway, let's move on. We've Hello. not talked about streets don't forget players from the Premier League since right back in episode one. So I think it's probably time we return, as we've got so many mm. ballers to talk about. And this week we're talking about streets won't forget Premier League wingers. Ben, start us off. Who have you got? Well, I've gone back to the uh, the Newcastle stable of uh, oh, yes. streets won't forget players, who another of their like. French cohort that they just seem to add to oh, every for single year. Oh, the love year. of God, do not say Johan Gouffran. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a man who I think we're all a fan of. It's big, but little, Charles Nzogbia. Oh, yes. Yeah, what a man. A man who, I would almost say, is he straight to forget at two different clubs? Maybe, we'll get there in a minute. But anyway, this man, winger, could play either side. Starts off at Newcastle, comes in, starts... Tearing the league to pieces to an extent. Yeah, <laughs> he's the kind of player you watched. I think he like on the ball, just an incredible player. He had one of the best nicknames in football that I think I have seen, where uh, they used to call him Zog on the time. Yeah, Zog on the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is fantastic. I mean, like the man scored free kicks, great goal scorer. Even like threw some assists into the mix. I remember he. Um, I think. He was interested. Well, there was interest from Arsenal at one point, wasn't there? So, like, he was going to get that move. Injuries kind of derailed him a little bit, but that, I just, the fun of him stayed. Yeah, I think I always enjoyed watching him play. I feel I like think, if you were a fan of the team he was playing for, though, he's going to frustrate the hell out of you at times. Yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little bit of like that low attitude he, kind of doesn't want to like get involved. Arrogance that I like in a winger, where he's like, "Now nah, I'm getting on the ball." He was yeah. uh, he was typical, you know, early teens, late late two thousands French player where they had all the bags of talent, but just could not be asked, just could not be asked. And Zogbier again, PC run from left back, not a bad effort, and what a goal! Charles Zogbier with an absolute firecracker. Oh yeah, the, the man had great goal scoring ability and just didn't do it very often. Didn't he like, come from La Havre as well? I think so. Like that. And then that obviously he leaves system. Newcastle, goes to to Wigan briefly, and then has another stint with Villa, where I think he's yeah. had like five odd years. Where he's he's not on the down at that point, but I think that stint at Villa. He, he, I remember he scored a free kick against West Ham for Villa, and it was an absolute bolter. And he was. I just remember he. he he could do something in a match that made you think, do you know what? He's actually a decent player. But he just, I don't know what happened to him. I think he gets forgotten because he never... He got quite he, a massive injury, I think. Yeah, I think, I think he, he did. Of his, his Achilles or something, then he was gone. But mm. he's one of those that every goal he scored, pretty much, I can remember being a banger. He was yeah. just never quite at that level where he got a big move and then hit the heights. Like he, yeah. was, he was an exciting player I think to watch. consistency is the key, isn't it? Yeah, like the injuries kind of undid him. Where every time he came back, he seemed to uh, like score a couple of bangers and then be out for another four months. Yeah, 
Yeah, he just he never seemed to be like he never had one season where he was consistently being, you know, a very good player. I think at Wigan he actually had a really good two years because he stayed relatively injury free. And he ended up playing left back for somebody as well. Yeah, was it Villa? He played at Possibly. left back. Oh, he might have been. Yeah, just kind of strikes as a bit of a Luca Digne, didn't he? <laughs> we discounted him because he played left back. Sorry, but you no, know, I actually well, I used to go, I used to go Villa on like 2011 FIFA. And the only reason I used John to go is because <laughs> yeah, you had John Carew, Gabby Bonghor, and Charles and Zogbia, who on the game could just dribble past anything and melt oh, it, it. I don't know why that team was so good on FIFA, but yeah, I always I remember him being that, a staple of it. He's in that category of winger where it's like he was fun. You enjoyed watching him, but he's in that like second or third rung below the ones who are like class. Yeah, who are the, I like, agree with cream. you. The cream. I think I think it's one of those streets where we forget players that you can't put a reason on why they are not forgotten. They're just they're just fun to watch. Like we were saying about I can't remember who it was, like like maybe Julio Baptista, where we just say he was fun to watch. Like you you just watch him in a game, he might do shit all through it, but for five minutes he'd blow your mind. I can't confirm having watched him at Arsenal. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah, exactly that is an accurate <laughs> statement. <laughs> His uh, like his stats. You'd look at them, you'd be like, nothing sets the world alight. There's nothing like outstanding, but you had to. It's what you had to be there. You had to be he watching him. France. You... Uh, he made two international appearances. Honestly, I'm impressed that... he made two. Yeah, I am as well. To be honest with you, I just spotted this as well. So Joe Kinnear apparently pissed him off. By... Oh, I remember this. Didn't he call him the, by the wrong name? Insomnia instead of Insomnia. <laughs> insomnia. Which then led to him leaving Newcastle because he said he wouldn't play while Kinnear was still there. <laughs> Can you imagine every time he scores a goal at Newcastle, they just started playing faithless, like, you know, <laughs> I get no sleep. Dun, 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 dun. I'd love that. After, I think you've just done us a copy right there. That was such a good, uh, accurate representation of the song. <laughs> and... Boys, if you ever needed more of a reason to put him in, he won the Intertoto Cup oh, with Newcastle. Yes. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. Unbelievable. Did he win the last ever Intertoto Cup then? No, because we went through this, and this, the, yeah. the winners that we all thought were the last ones weren't, because the last winners were Braga in 2008. Oh. Well, maybe he got a low move. Let's just pretend he got a low move there and won it again. Okay. Okay. Well, we will pretend Let's he Let's award him the Intertoto Cup again. The thing about <laughs> the thing about Nzogbeer is he's just one of those who gets you off your seat. Like yeah. he is. He will just do something. He, he will be... probably be anonymous for eighty nine minutes, but for one minute he will do something to get you off your seat, to get you excited to win the game. He's that kind of player. And the other yeah, thing is, like... you off your seat because he's either scored an absolute worldie or he's missed an easy pass and sent one into Rosette. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think this is what I love this pod is because if you go to someone. Namely, a Premier League winger who would give you a bit of joy. One of the last people you'd hear is Charles f***ing Zogbia. For some mate. reason. His, his, highest, his highest ever goal tally in, in the league in one season was nine. Like, That's not bad. That's That's not, <laughs> nine's not bad. I'd take nine. Uh, but to be fair, this is back like... in the day where wingers were wingers and not yeah, true. inside forwards. Yeah, get, Do you know get what I mean? Get the line, get to the byline, put the ball in the box. Exactly, true. yeah. Wait for the overlap and do your business. That's it. 4-4-2 and that's all we want. The Sean Dyche way. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Well, that's a pretty solid start, I think. That's a, 
That's a great shout, Ben. I think it, he's just so forgotten Charles and Zogbia. Nobody I think it him. is that it's that combination of he never played for a quote-unquote big club. Yeah. Like a top six team, we'll say. And those every time he got a bit of form, it was the classic injury crisis. Yeah. Injuries would strike. So I think he is forgotten. Yeah, he was French at Newcastle before it was cool as well. If if he's if he's <laughs> exactly. in that Denver Bar Papisise team, everyone remembers him. He's cooking. I love how he, he, had, to, he had to follow David Ginola in that. <laughs> <laughs> and Stefan Gavage. Oh, what a player. Stefan Gavage. Oh, well, that's a solid start. Harry, who have you got for us? You know what? Weirdly, I think I've got someone along the same lines. But this is one of the players that I just... From an early age, one of the first players... You know when you just have a player, when you first start watching football, you just fall in love with, like, for no reason at all. And I also think he's the first Englishman that's been put forward for this, and that is Sean Wright Phillips. You're forgetting Emil Heskey got put forward. Oh, yeah. Emil Heskey, of course, yeah. Apologise, apologise. Emil Heskey. <laughs> I, just, I just had this adoration for Sean Wright Phillips. Watching him play was just... I don't know why he was just incredible. I don't know his movement on the ball, what he could do with with the ball at his feet, and then for to be so small and then unleash an absolute rocket out of his right foot. I just enjoyed watching him play. I mean, if you go back to early two thousand, say two thousand two up to two thousand nine, there's very rarely a goal in a month compilation which hasn't got a Sean Wright Phillips banger in there. He just you know, scored so many. Controversially, because he played for Chelsea at the time. I quite liked him too. You know what? I mean? It just—I don't know why. I just had this love for him. I, I think. Yeah, I think he was fun. I think it doesn't matter who you support. Sean Wright Phillips is one of those players who go, "Yeah, he was decent. Actually, he's got a lot of bangers." And I think that's what I loved about him. He just brought joy onto a football pitch. And to add to the little, you know, legend of him, he was part of the QPR banter era. Oh yes. Well, he was, wasn't he? So you know. If you ever want a reason to put him in, there it is there. But, I mean, stats-wise, I mean, he got he got 10 goals once, and he got eight, he got seven. You know, he, he, he was okay. But I think what it was with him was watching him play was a joy. It, nothing I, Stats don't aren't needed for this. It was just a joy to watch him play. And I think, I don't know, that's why I'd like... I, I don't think people would agree with me. I don't think people are going to go, Sean Wright Phillips, what a f- shout that is. Absolutely <laughs> stupid. But... I just had to put him forward because I enjoyed watching him play so much. He was like the quintessential English wonder kid of that era, wasn't he? When he first came through oh, at Man City, it was like, oh, sure, right, Phillips is going to be the next David Beckham. Like, uh, yeah, it was like him and Joe yeah, Cole, wasn't it? You know, Joe back Cole, in the day. Yeah. Never quite amounted to it, did he? Like... No, I, he got 36 caps for England. Um, I think, obviously... 36? Yeah, he yeah, got 36. 36. Bloody hell. I think coming from... You know, you've obviously got the name from Ian Wright. You've always got that, you know, he's going to be a big player because he's the son of Ian Wright. And I think that pressure maybe got to him a little bit, but I still think he was a quality player. A quality player. And at the, at the stature as well, he was so small, but he was still... Like, like a, when you watch Aguero play, one of the strongest players on the pitch. And I think Sean Wright Phillips that's why we, that. uh, why I like him so much. Maybe it's that classic British thing of... We just love like the scrappy underdog, like the tiny bloke up against the big defender. <laughs> literally, he, he literally. was rapid as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was so quick. I just uh, so I, quick. I think he brought joy onto a football pitch and could do incredible things with a ball at his feet. McManaman now never scored for Manchester City. Sean Wright Phillips. Oh, what a stunning goal! He 
it just gets better and better for Sean Wright Phillips and for Manchester City. So yeah, Did Sean he, Wright Phillips. Do, do you, would you say flopped a bit at Chelsea though? Um, I think so. I think he was always going to be struggling to get ahead of the big signings they had. He was never going to be a flashy signing, was he? Because we, we talk about a lot with players, the reason why they're forgotten is because they never got the big move. Sean Wright Phillips got the big move. He did. Yeah. I mean, uh, so 21 million in 2005 as well. Just at the start of the money years. Yeah. 2005 to 21 million to Chelsea. Like, that's a lot of money back then as well. Who who would have signed him? Was it Mourinho? Must have been Mourinho. Uh, he came in under Avram Grant, didn't he? Uh, no, it was. It was Jose Mourinho. Um, he's not a very Mourinho player, is he? No, he's not. No. He's not. I, I mean, at the time, they had Florent Maluda. They had probably Damien Duff, maybe Ian Robin. Those players that are, were either proven of being European quality or could get to that level. Do you know, like Ian Robin, for example, he obviously went on to be one of the best wingers ever. But I think he... he he stayed too long at Chelsea. He should have left and gone on to, you know, whoever it was at the time that would have wanted him. He was there for what? Like three, three years, wasn't it, that he was there? And I don't yeah. think it's a manager issue because he played under three different managers. Because he was signed by Mourinho. Yeah, he Mourinho, the Grant, and then, and then Scolari. At the end. Yeah. So you think one of the three must have had a system that at least suited him a bit more. Maybe not down to the ground but a little bit more than the others. And under none of them, he really, like, he, he didn't do enough to cement his place. I guess the problem he is, he's part of that Chelsea initial money boost where, like Newcastle at the moment, they signed Chris Wood for big money, but he was never actually going to be playing for very long for him. It's just they had to get someone in quickly who was going to do the uh, business. Yeah, but 21 million quid back in 2005 is like Mate, 100 million now. I don't think you can really compare him to Chris Wood. Chris Wood was 25 mil, like, Still big money, yeah. For but what not kind of player he was. I'm no. sorry, but the fact it took him 52 games to get his first Chelsea goal, I've got big question marks here. 52 games. Matt, at the end of the day, it's I'm not true. saying he was one of the best wingers in the league, and that he ever was gonna be, or could, he could have been, to be fair, when he was young. But I don't think he. I I never would have seen him as being that. But I I just enjoyed watching him play, and I think he was so skillful on the ball, especially yeah. in those Man City days. I Both think Man City, City definitely saw the best of him. Yeah, twice. hundred percent. Didn't he go to um he went to New York and I guess he must have played with his brother out. He played with Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. What a time. Well, yeah, I always enjoyed watching him play. That's do you know what? Again, good shout. I don't mind Sean Wright Phillips. Um, yeah, he's almost I, the exact opposite, isn't he? Because he yeah. got the big move and flopped where uh and Zogbia just didn't get it. Yeah. So that one's gonna yeah. go exactly in the middle. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I think I'm gonna go for somebody who got their big move, flopped, and then regretted it. We we will come on to that. Uh, I've gone for a player that I think is completely forgotten by almost everybody, apart from those who saw him play in the Premier League between 2005 and 2008, and that is former Arsenal winger Alexander Hleb. Oh. For those who aren't familiar with him, he he kind of walked so Jack Grealish could run. He played. He played with the socks rolled down all the way down. He was a brilliant dribbler, silky first touch, great skill on the ball, just wonderful to watch. I absolutely loved him when he was at Arsenal, uh, and he was obviously a key part of that young Arsenal side in the 
late 2000s that were just so so much fun to watch. And they looked destined for success, and he would have been a key part of that. But either through bad luck, like Eduardo's leg break at Birmingham, for example, or of their own failings, they never quite achieved what they should have, that team. But he was such an underrated part of it as well. The likes of Fabregas, Van Persie, Adebayor got most of the credit. But he was just as important. Yeah, I, I think what why Kleb has forgotten is because although he had so much technical ability, I'd never class him as a flashy player. He did the he did the good stuff well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was never he was always going to give you a seven out of ten, eight out of ten, and occasionally give you a ten out of ten. But I I never saw him have a proper stinker. Yeah, he felt like he was he was somebody who was never really bothered about the limelight and being a star. He just no, wanted to play no. football. He gave off the vibe of like a street footballer, somebody who just wanted the ball, even in the like tight spaces. He just wanted the ball, and he was so confident in his ability and and to beat players and to go and make things happen. He was he was quite a quintessential Arsene Wenger player, really. Oh, absolutely, he, yeah. A bit small, tight maybe space, a bit weak. get the ball on, yeah. <laughs> Tight space. And a quintessential Wenger's like, style. Yeah. Uh, I remember at least part of his time at Arsenal having just a ton of injuries as well. Yeah, riddled. Was he? Yeah, it's mate. The knees, mate. It's always the knees with the Wenger players. He was, was he? Yeah. He I, think, I remember yeah, him missing a... a large swathe of like at least a couple of the seasons. Yeah, he was. Klebs sustained a knee injury while on international duty and was out for several months. He's had a couple of niggling injuries along the way. I guess then they I got Eduardo in, Adebayor. Know. For Arsenal, we played 40 games in his first season, 48 in the next, and 42 in the season after that. That's because ju- he was just an absolute beast, mate. Uh, he would just play the player. games. That, I, think, I think he just came back from a knee injury and said, I don't need to play for under-21s to get my system up. I'll just go straight in. And then after Arsenal, yeah, he gets Well, this is what I was going to say. The reason that I think he is forgotten is that, obviously, he goes to Barcelona in 2008 and just never really played, did he? No. And his career just didn't he recover. Was on all the time. Yeah, his but... career just never recovered. He went on loan to Birmingham City, drifted around Europe for a bit, and then retired uh, back in his native Belarus in 2019. And it's, I th- that Barcelona move just kills him off. Any kind of yeah. thought of him is gone because it just goes down. I'll tell you what, though. How many f- times do you want to play for Barté Borisov? <laughs> oh, no, mate. He joined them one, two, three, four, five separate times. Yeah, but he joins them and goes... It's almost like he does half a year there and half a year at some, someone else in kind of Russia-Turkey way. Like, who, who are Genscher Belugli? This is what I'm saying. Who are they? Just, his career just dissipates into nothingness. He has said that his biggest regret in his career was leaving Arsenal. And I think oh, he's yeah. exactly right. I can see that. Well, he, he didn't he nearly go to Bayern Munich. Yeah. So when he when uh, he was leaving Barcelona, Bayern Munich were interested, and then they pulled out of the deal and ended up going back to Stuttgart. I think it was. Um, yeah, maybe the Bayern Munich move would have revived his career. But he he was way too talented of a player to be just. Drifting around the backwaters of Europe, like he was so good. Oh yeah, so good. I always remember him being slow as. F- I don't know whether that's actually true. <laughs> I just, I don't he's, know why. I just picture him being really. I slow. think he's a bit like a maybe not as technically gifted, but another Hall of Famer, Santi Cazorla. Like, does not particularly quick. Just good on the ball. But magic in his feet. Yeah, yeah, like a Sami Nasri, you know. I, I actually nearly put Nasri forward, but he, I think he's tainted his reputation Ooh. too much. 
So we'll go with Leb. Yeah. And he's just a forgiving And Nasri's right just a little bit dislikable. Yeah, and I think there's more chance for Nasri to come up. I don't imagine we're going to look at straight so oh, yeah. players from Belarus. So France, we probably will look at. <laughs> my, thing with, my thing with Leb, though, is he went to Barca. And obviously, like, it's the big proving ground. Yeah. They're a club with just massive resources. You can get anyone in. But it's that thing of it's sink or swim. Yeah. Like, yeah. He didn't, he didn't not play because he was discriminated against by Van Hal or he was injured all the time. I mean, he probably had some, but everyone does. I think if he was good enough, he'd have played. Yeah. I think if you, if you go to Barcelona and you're not comfortable with your situation, they're not going to help you. You just have to, you just have to get on with it. And I think that's what you're saying there is, you know, if, you know, for example, if he was struggling and a coach pulled him aside one day and said, look, what do you need to get back to your level? Maybe you would have had a chance, but I think it's one of those things where if you turn up and you're not good, you're not getting to play. He strikes me as someone who how it is. likes the quieter life and the, the big lights of Barcelona is probably not for him. Especially but, in those years. Yeah, You can see it. He turned down the opportunity to join Inter. I think the season that they went on to win the treble... Oh, you idiot! Instead, went yeah. Oh. Instead, went to Stuttgart, which, to be fair, is former club. Saying that, could I, you see him under Mourinho? Oh, no, I think as well. After that, like you've gone to Barca and flopped, you probably just like you want something safe, secure, get your confidence back. So I understand it, but I think if he chosen chosen, if he chosen that <laughs> Inter move, he might have revived his career. Yeah. I think it's a lot of maybes with his career in it. A lot of maybes surround his career, and a lot of should have, would have, could have. Um, but not to take away from how good of a technical player he was, especially in those Arsenal years. Just go go and watch a compilation of his dribbling. Like, it's, it's ridiculously good. It's like, it's like he's yeah. got the ball on a string at times. Like A wonderful, wonderful player that just yeah. sadly became nothing. Really. Dissipated. Yeah. Which kind of is the player for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and also, before I forget, I found an interesting fact on his Wikipedia that I'm sure you're going to enjoy. Uh, his father helped demolish houses in Ukraine that were made uninhabitable by the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. And Hleb believed this exposure to radiation caused his father's illness late in life. So there you go. Wow. Well, and more importantly, well, he also won the Intertoto Cup. Did he? <laughs> He did yes! 2002 with Stuttgart. No way. This has become oh my an God. Hold on. Let me check. Cup episode. <laughs> Let me check if Sean Roy Phillips has won it. I have had a look. He didn't. No. It's like the oh, X Factor in the Green Top Trumps. <laughs> like, oh, my prize has got more pace than yours. I'm like, oh, but mine won the Intertoto Cup. <laughs> we have hope. Everything. We have yeah, hope. If they, if they bring back the Intertoto Cup, the, the kind of player I can see winning it would be Dimaggio Wright Phillips, which is Sean Wright Phillips' son. So get it to come back, and we might have a chance Take of a full episode. Get right for lips and into Toto Cup. Come on, <laughs> football needs it. Anyway, let's let's cast some votes because we need a new Hall of Fame member. It's been it's been a couple of episodes, so let's get somebody in. Ben, who would you like to vote for? Uh, well, I I quite like all the players we put forward. To be honest, I don't think this is a vote them all in situation. No. I think they're all good shouts, but I think of the three. I am going to vote for Sean Wright Phillips. Ooh, okay. I like that. Okay. I, I do. I see. I knew he'd bring a bit of joy to someone. 
I, I have visions of him. Do you remember that neon, like green, yellow Chelsea away? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the, sh- I can, the shirt I was always that. The shirt was four times too big oh, for yeah, him every time he wore it. <laughs> like, What's he doing in a men's XXL? He's clearly like a boys' medium. He played in a duvet, mate. <laughs> well, uh, he gets my vote. I'm going to leave Harry to make the decision. I'm voting next. Because he, he always does this to me. I'm always left to make the choice. It's your turn now, my friend. Um, maybe controversially, I'm going to vote for my own player. I'm going to vote for Alexander Slev. He always does. Because, uh, look, look. He look, always votes for sorry. your own player. I think, I'm sorry. I think this episode is a representation of just putting forward people you love. Like, yeah. you don't have to agree with it. You just know that there's an adoration for what... Maybe you watched them one game and you just fell in love yeah, with it. I like Anzogby. Like you said, I think... I like Anzogby. I think that's a good shout. I'm not big on Sean Wright Phillips. I wasn't a massive oh! Sean Wright Phillips fan back in the day. But Hleb, and maybe it's the Arsenal bias, definitely the Arsenal bias, let's be honest. But I just loved watching him. And I loved that team as well when I was growing up. Like They were just so much fun to watch. So I'm going to go for Hleb. And the, the decision is yours, Harry. I like that. And please don't vote for Charles and Zogby, for the love of God. Yeah, <laughs> I was going please to. Don't do this. <laughs> no, I'm um... the man who picks his own players. Come on. <laughs> No, I think, uh, I think, I know, like I said, that Sean Wright Phillips is a player that not everyone's going to love, but I think I just had so much joy watching him that I'm going to have to vote for my own player. Sue me if you want, but Sean Wright Phillips is my That's choice. I'm, get, I'm getting the Leon microphone and calling you a whore. I've had enough. I, I knew we should have put forward Damien Duff. I would not have voted for I, Damien I just Duff. don't think Hleb is the player that stands out in my mind from that Arsenal team is the one I love the most. I think he was if good. If I'd have put like forward him. Fabregas, he would have laughed me out of the room. <laughs> well, he's yeah, not a winger. I also like Fabregas. <laughs> he's also not a winger, I guess. I just think... I, I Talking about that era for Arsenal and wingers, I, I personally would have had Reyes like, as a more streets mm. won't forget player. Yeah, maybe I've gone with the wrong choice. But Sean Wright Phillips is the newest member of the Streets Won't Forget Hall of Fame. Congratulations. This Englishman him. as yeah, well. I think he might be the first Englishman. He is. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make sure he is suitably wearing a shirt too big for him as he enters the Hall of Fame. The, the best way to with do it. With an Intertotal Cup that yes. he's never won. <laughs> with a trophy he's never won. Well deserved, Sean. Um, How many of our Hall of Fame have won the I don't know. I will wait. This is going to be the We'll find out. We'll, we will reveal it at some point. Is that the quiz? No, is that the quiz? No, We've got to make no, players no. who won the Intertotal Cup. <laughs> the quiz, it's, it's been absent for a while, but it's back. The end of episode quiz this week is starting 11. Oh, oh yes. Intertotal Cup 2005 <laughs> final. Shut up. It's a game I mentioned during my... Uh, my, my ode to Alexander Hleb, and it is Arsenal's 2-2 draw Ooh. away at Birmingham in in February 2008, February 23rd. Oh, good God. Okay. Harry, was okay. that starts off? Yes. Uh, I'm going to... I've got a full clue with this. I'm going to go with someone who I think was batting around Birmingham in those days. Maybe... Lee, no, this no. is off to a great start. Yeah, Lee. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Stephen Carr. Stephen Carr is an incorrect answer. Oh you God. have lost one of your three lives on the first go. Congratulations. <laughs> We're playing the race through the Arsenal team, I think, because I've got a clue for Birmingham. Uh, 2008, I'm going to go with Cesc Fabregas. Fabregas. 
is a correct answer. Yeah, cheers for that, Harry, man. You've given me a massive head That's start. Right, mate. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll do it again, oh mate. I'll do God. it again. I'll do it again, mate. Cameron Jerome. Oh, maybe, actually, to be fair. Cameron Jerome. As a substitute. Ooh. He was an unused substitute. It is an incorrect answer. You are down to a single life after two guesses. Bloody hell, man. Oh, oh dear. Oh. Oh, William Gallas. William Gallas is a correct answer. Famously, famously oh. sat on the bench and had a strop after this game. Oh, oh, he did, didn't he? Hold on a second. Oh, there is Eduardo? a very obvious answer screaming you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it is Eduardo, yes. Eduardo is a correct answer. Back to oh, you, Ben. God. Um, I'm going to take the obvious one and go Alexander Kleb. Alexander Kleb. He played for one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he is playing it was for one somewhere of them. In I this can game. confirm he's playing for Arsenal. That is a correct answer. Right. Well, given I... that you mentioned earlier in the episode, I think if it was wrong, I'd have had some serious questions. Harry, don't get anything wrong here. That's my word of advice for you. Right. I'm going to go back. This is going to be a risky one. Willie, oh, I'm yes. going to go off what my Steam account right, name hang is. On, hang on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right. Because I know <laughs> oh this God. player is there. somewhere to be or something. Like, what's happening here? So, Daniel, my Steam account, the, the account name is James McFadden's Left Nut. So, I think it's James McFadden. Uh, I don't know why it's been James McFadden's left nut for like the last four <laughs> years, but it has been. Well, I can confirm that James McFadden's left nut has served him well. That is a correct answer. He scored twice as well. No yeah. way. Oh, madness. Uh, um, 2008. Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott. Would, would he have been a good shout for this? Oh, maybe yes. would have. Maybe. Is he too recent? Like, he's he's only yeah, just got... Like, I remember him now as a... He's only just battered around Everton dead. and Southampton. Yeah, but those <laughs> early days where he got called up for England at, what, like, 17? That's, that's where I've got to be. I've got Walcott's funeral after this, mate. 3 <laughs> Walcott. 3 Walcott oh, yes. is a correct answer. He also scored twice in this game. Oh, Flu game for James McFadden and Theo Walcott. <laughs> the James McFadden <laughs> flu game. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I might change my Steam name to Theo Walcott's right nut just to complete there the There you go. To, like, to complete Arsenal's 2 2 draw with Birmingham on February 23rd, 2008. <laughs> I will have Seb Larson. Seb Larson. A player I did consider putting forward for this episode as well. He played for one of these teams. Mm. Yeah, true. <laughs> not Arsenal no. at this point, surely. Surely not. Seb Larson is a correct answer. Well done. Thank you. Did he actually ever play for Arsenal? No, we didn't play a first team game. Shame. Can I get an answer, Ben? Yeah, you can. You went awfully quiet. Emmanuel Adebayor. That was my next one. Emmanuel well, Adebayo. Yeah, I was I was weighing up centre forward options in my head. That is a correct answer. Well done. Ooh. Still on the three lives. Harry, back to you with a life left. So, was Gallas correct? Yeah. Yes, Gallas was correct. Right. Okay. So these are years for Arsenal. 
Yeah, do you have any idea how little that narrows it down, bro? Well, it means your defence is shocking. I, I wouldn't... I, I'd say there's one defender that's shocking. I'd say the fullbacks, solid and reliable. Keeper stinks. There's three defenders who could be the shockers, so I'm not going to touch that. Oh, Liam Ridgewell. <laughs> you just talked about all the Where Arsenal the players you could go for, and you've gone for <laughs> Liam Ridgewell. Liam Ridgewell. <laughs> I was just remembering who the Arsenal could be. All I'd, I I'm guess, not well known names. And then he's I'm like, no, no, I'm going to go for Liam Ridgewell. You're not, <laughs> not going to touch the Arsenal players, but you will go for Liam Ridgewell. Well, Birmingham must have only had 11 players like who they played every week. Like, very rarely you're going to rotate a team when you're that. Liam Ridgewell is a correct answer. <laughs> he played at left back. Of course he did. And I assume you're going to go Arsenal. Yeah, I'm struggling. Oh, I'm struggling on the Birmingham now. 2008, and he's shocking. The There's keeper. three it could be. Yes. Got oh, a keeper, yeah. It's got to be Almunia. Got to be Almunia. It's got to be Almunia. Manuel Almunia. Couldn't catch a cold unless he played for Watford. Is a correct That's answer. True. That is a correct answer. Um, get it, Harry, mate. Do us all a favour. Just get this wrong. <laughs> if he goes to Birmingham will... again, I swear. No, <laughs> I'm going to go with Zachary Banya. Incorrect answer. <laughs> Bakary Lasagna. Bakary Sanya. Great player, by the way, Bakary Sanya. What a boy. Yeah, he was. Bakary Sanya is a correct answer. Harry is still alive. Yeah. I think he was going to be my next guess as well. Hmm. So for Arsenal, you have centre-back, left-back, Central midfielder and then three used substitutes. All names you'll know. <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just noticed. Don't give him any clues. I know. Uh, you've, you've got the goalkeeper, you've got a right back, two centre backs, um, two central midfielders, a left winger, and a striker, and then three used subs. And most of them I not. <laughs> I don't think you'll get. Nah. I mean, Harry will because he's cheating again, but... Mate, Birmingham had one squad for about 10 years that went up and down. Yeah, ben, there are two players in here that if he guesses them, then I know he's cheating, so it's all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, the Arsenal centre mid. Yes. Is it Machu Flamini? And more importantly, did he get a book in? I was going to take Flamini. If it, are, you, are you confidently got a book in? <laughs> I mean, I want to be, but because you've asked me now, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say Flamini. Matthew Flamini is a correct answer, and he did not get a booking. <laughs> Oof. Um, that no. must be a one in a million chance for him. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, the man started the game on a booking. <laughs> oh mate fucking hell you've really backed yourself into um, a corner here I don't know what you've done this for because I've got no clue on either squads really 
Um, I mean, it's a move I respect. If you want to keep doing it, that'd be grand. Bless <laughs> uh, you for an answer, mate. Gary McSheffrey. Gary McSheffrey is an incorrect answer. Ben is our oh, winner. Congratulations. Oh, blown it on well, Birmingham. Though, you know what? I can respect it the attempt. It was bold. It was brave. And it didn't pay off. It was. To be honest with you, mate, I wouldn't You've... have known the era of Arsenal players. Like, That's true. I would have, I would have got confused. Have That's why I, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to touch the Arsenal defender because it's either De Juru, Senderos, or Squalacci. I was going to go Giroud. I reckon it might be Senderos. It's the left-back Gale Cleach. I will tell you the teams in full. The Birmingham team, if you'd have said Taylor, not a first name, just Taylor, I would have given you three answers because they had Mike Taylor in goal, Stephen Taylor at right-back, and Martin Taylor, who broke Eduardo's leg at centre-back. The other centre-back was David Murphy. In midfield and up front, it was Fabrice Mwamba. Oh, I knew he was there. Johnson, Olivier Capo... And Mikhail Forsell. The subs. Uh, I would have said Stuart Parnaby, to be Stuart honest. Stuart Parnaby you, would have been a correct there. answer. He was a U off, substitute. Off. As was Bloody Medi hell. Nafti, who I've never heard of before, and Mauro Zarate. No way. Mauro Zarate. Yes. The same Mauro yes. Zarate. Uh, the Arsenal player. Not like his dad. No, it is the junior. actual Mauro Zarate. <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal player's centre back was Philip Senderos. Yeah, See, I would have, for some reason, I was thinking Justin Hoyt. No, I think he's on the bench. The substitutes for Arsenal. But I don't know if he comes on. It would be Bentner, right? Nicholas Bentner came on. He would have been a correct answer, as would have Nielsen and Gilberto. This other, the unused oh, substitutes were wow. Jens Lehmann and none other than Justin Hoyt. Well, Ben, you are you are the winner of the end of episode quiz. Congratulations. Ooh. Good work. Congrats, Harry, Harry, I think, maybe yeah, cheers, squared mate. it six yards open goal there for you. But Harry came out not playing a goalkeeper, <laughs> but you know what? I, I I'm not, not going to have much of a chance at the Arsenal ones. I, I can have a go, yeah, but I'm going to get more wrong. And left me with Birmingham, I'd have been I, out. I, I would have got, got a lot of those wrong. Like I don't think I would have picked Flamini. Well, I think you put in a good effort. You were bold. I appreciate that. I can respect it. Anyway, that was another episode of the Streets Don't Forget podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, you can go and follow us on Twitter. That is SWF underscore pod. Also, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It is Streets Won't Forget podcast. And if you've got anything you'd like to tell us, uh, your favourite Premier League Streets Won't Forget winger, who you would have said for Birmingham that Harry definitely should have said, please email us, streetswon'tforget at gmail.com. Boys, thank you very much for joining me. <laughs> Pleasure, as, Pleasure always. as always. And we will see you next week. Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One front, David Villa, oh, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here!